Hello. Hey there. And welcome to Just My Type. My name is Emily. And I'm Jess. And you are listening to Just My Type. What do we talk about? We talk about types of things. Whoa. <laughs> Dogs, cats, cats, humans. humans. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we also talk about typography. Whoa. Fun. And you Fresh. are new listening on in. We are so excited for you to be here listening to us today. Um, we have a fun typeface to talk about today. It's a pretty upscale typeface, I must say. You know, it's kind of a, you know, high society, <laughs> high class. French, perhaps? It's, yeah. Maybe. Emily told me that, so if it's <laughs> wrong, I blame her. Well, the, the title is French, yes. and it means um, it means something in French, oh. which we will talk about. Interesting. But can I get a drum roll, please? Avant-garde. So our yeah, I was kind of getting nervous. <laughs> I know, right? Our yeah. typeface today is avant-garde, which is a uh it's a typeface it's a sans serif. sans serif typeface and um it is named avant-garde which is french for advanced guard or vanguard or mm. literally for guard so it kind of talks about people or works that are experimental radical or unorthodox with respect to art culture and society wow yeah <laughs> so that's a little bit of what it means um, but I feel like we should just hop right into some history of the font. Are you ready? Yes. So avant-garde, like we talked about, it's a geometric sans serif, and it's pretty reminiscent of the work from the 1920s German Bauhaus movement. So it kind of has that European type of look. It's, um... I would say, like, it does kind of emulate a high class. Um, but avant-garde was actually made in America. It was made by Herb Lubelin and Tom Karanese. Tom's uh, name is great, but, like, Herb. Love it. Herb. <laughs> herb. <laughs> I want to be friends with Herb. I love it. Herb. Um, herb. Herb. Yeah. So they designed avant-garde in 1968. And it was based on Lubelin's logo for the Avant-Garde magazine. So they originally created this magazine called Avant-Garde, um, which ran from the late 60s to early 70s. And um, the magazine was basically um, kind of showcasing type. And it was based in New York City. And so they made a logo for the magazine. Um, and from that logo, they made a whole typeface out of it called avant-garde <laughs> crazy surprise <laughs> i know so it was actually um made for itc or was released by itc which means international typeface corporation so the itc sometimes you'll see it in front of fonts so basically avant-garde is itc avant-garde and there's like ITC souvenir like they have a bunch of fonts they have ITC American typewriter ITC Barcelona ITC Franklin Gothic 
Um, so basically, this was a type manufacturer founded in New York in New York in 1970. So Avant-Garde was the first font released by ITC. Um, and it was founded by Aaron Burns, Herb Lavalin, and Edward Roundhotler. So the company was one of the world's first type foundries to have no history in the production of metal type. It's now owned by Monotype, but still you'll see like ITC Daramont, ITC Slimbot. Like there's all these like ITCs in front of fonts. And then that's where, how you know that it is under the International Typeface Corporation, which just sounds so serious. <laughs> they have their own corporation, typefaces internationally international but let's get back to avant-garde so it's the early 70s you know herb and tom are making avant-garde and they're having a good old time um and you could say this font is like pretty classic in the fact that it is a pretty classic like 70s type of feel um, and they really kind of, this font was later than used in a bunch of like seventies magazine publications. And it was, it was a pretty big display type. Um, so the condensed fonts were actually drawn by Ed Benoit. I think it's like French last name, but it, they were drawn in 1974, um, and Ed has an interesting, he is an interesting typographer. He's very talented and has drawn designs or redesigns or logos for Esquire, New York Times, Playboy, Reader's Digest, Sports Illustrated, AT&T, Coke, Essay <laughs> Lauder, Ford, like so Wide many. range. Um, I know, right? Um, but like, I never thought I'd hear Playboy and AT&T <laughs> in the same sentence. He's very interesting. He grew up in Brooklyn. Um, he was a very prominent jazz percussionist and Ooh. he played in a lot of <laughs> bands. Um, but he really does like being a designer and an illustrator. Um, he also is an avid pilot and enjoys flying an airplane. <laughs> and long walks on the beach. <laughs> and the long walks on the beach. <laughs> um yeah i mean he's still alive he was born in 1927 so he's up there but <laughs> yeah he's he Thriving. is i know he is a very um very talented typographer um and just like designer he's designed so many logos and everything but to be super topical he has um designed a spooky shows logo spooky spooky um so he actually contributed type for the stranger things logo um so if you see the if you're now you're like picturing the logo and you're like but emily that's a serif font in the logo and you're like i thought you said it was a sans serif that I you're know. talking about today but it is true so the the decorative serif then so he named this serif after him. Ooh, very <laughs> humble. I, know, right? um, I mean, he has so many typefaces. No, you might as well I'm name just, one I'm after yourself. Josh <laughs> but that is the typeface for the logo. Um, but if you guys can remember, uh, when the title sequence 
plays, the characters or actors' names are um, kind of like interspersed between the letters and then it kind of like pans out and you see the logo. So the um, actors' names are actually in avant-garde. So a little, so Eric is pretty prevalent in this mm-hmm. spooky Prepping show. Prepping you for July 4th, right? Yeah. Here we go. Season three. I think so. I think season three. Yeah. I but promise it's, I watch. <laughs> it's very interesting because the show is supposed to be, um, you know, set in the 80s and pretty retro. And both of these fonts that Eric designed, or Ed, I keep calling him Eric, Ed, that Ed designed, um, it, they are kind of like retro feel and they were designed back in the 70s and 80s. Like, um, yeah, it's very interesting, you know. It, the Stranger Things logo, it is like, it seems very retro, but it also seems mm-hmm. pretty spooky. No, totally. And it is confirmed season three. Season three. And it says on here, <laughs> season one came out in 2016. That's crazy. So long ago. I know. I remember like when it first came out, everyone, either people really liked it or really like hated it. Like I feel like there was not really an in-between. Oh, I remember. But I remember watching so many episodes. And I remember <laughs> exactly where I was when I found out about the show. Like, because Netflix still hadn't had that many, like, shows from Mm -hmm. themselves on Netflix or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, summer break, I think. Or maybe even, like, Thanksgiving break. Do you really know where you were? I do. (laughs) Because me and my friends from high school went and got Frozen Yogurt. And they were telling me about Stranger Things. And Mm -hmm. I don't like, like, horror or spooky things. And so I was like, I'm not going to watch this show. Which ruins our friendship because I love horror. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But I was like, I'm not going to watch this show. Like, it seems too spooky. And they're like, just watch it. And I was like, okay. It's not that bad. Yeah. No, it's really not. It's kind of like things more so jump out at you. It's not really like, I wouldn't say it's horror or something. But it does have that kind of effect where it kind of gets your blood pumping yeah no it's yeah i would recommend if you guys haven't heard about it <laughs> check out the logo if you don't like horror but you still like the thrill of being scared a little bit <laughs> yeah i mean check things out. do like kind of pop on out yeah, and yeah. give you a good old scare and it's, kinda, it's just kind of fun like you said when does it take place or when is it supposed to take place in the 80s yeah like i feel like they do a really good job of like like the arcade is super fun not that i've grew up in the 80s or anything but i just feel like from pictures i've seen i feel like they did a really good job of like um, yeah the setting and everything yeah i totally agree um yeah so avant-garde it's got a lot of a lot of weights a lot of uh side note about herb i was looking him up and apparently around the early 1940s he asked for a raise at his job he wanted $10 an hour instead of $8 an hour, which is kind of crazy to think like $8 an hour. Like what, how old was he? Or it was in the 1940s. Like that's wild. Isn't that a lot? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, it seems like a yeah. lot. Like you would think it would be like, I was like, I mean, I, my first job was, yeah, I, thought $8 I barely an made hour. $12 an hour, like <laughs> a few months ago. So anyway, he apparently asked for $10 an hour instead of eight and then he was fired from his job. Aww. So sad. So he started, you know, from the bottom. Started now the bottom. Now, now you're avant-garde. Now you're avant-garde. <laughs> so, Remix. but then he also created a trademark logo for the World Trade Center when Ooh. it first um, came out. Yeah. Was built. 
these are very like i mean avant-garde is a pretty like logo type i don't know if it's in their piece. logo though i think he just in general like, yeah that just, was something he but did. like it seems like he is very good at mm-hmm. creating modern typefaces um, or just say typefaces for logos too mm-hmm. yeah which brings us to our next segment. Where Ooh. is it seen? Where is it seen? Tell me, Jess. All right. We got some fun ones. You're looking for some cool, fresh sneakers. You're, oh, you're yes. thinking, I'm, I want to be sporty, me. hip. No. Uh-huh. Maybe those uh-huh. uh, three-lined sneakers. You Adidas? Know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like everyone, like it was like a face, uh, not a face. It was like a very trendy thing. Like everyone Adi- is wearing them. Yeah, no, Adidas are still in, Jess. No, but like you know what I mean. Everyone had the flat ones. Like, yeah, oh, I just yeah. Yeah, funny. no, I feel like that was definitely like middle school mm-hmm. age for us. Oh really? I think yeah. in like college. Oh my god. I don't even I don't know. know. Anyway, but Adidas uses avant-garde gothic demi. Ooh, pretty fun. And then you're like, ooh, I'm feeling sporty, but I'm also craving a greasy, greasy, greasy meal. Where am I gonna go? Arby's. Ooh, ooh, Why? Ooh. Because they have avant-garde. Go- and then, you know, I'm going to feel sporty again. I'm thinking, put my wetsuit on, grab my surfboard. Where am I going? Billabong. Yeah. Why? Because they use avant-garde gothic demi bold. Woo woo. Say that time five times fast. Avant-garde gothic, gothic demi bold. <laughs> and then, you know, I'm going to take Billabong. it back to like prom time. Ooh. Like getting dressed up. Where did I get my prom dress? bloomingdale's <laughs> i did actually it's pretty, good. it's pretty basic but it's good <laughs> but they use avant-garde gothic extra light so a lot of different weights if you haven't light. already guessed or figured that out Let's see <gasps> geocaching oh my goodness do you know what that is <laughs> yeah my, you, like, my roommates things? and i shout out if you guys are listening shout out to my roommate and roommates sorry not just one my roommates and um I also my other friends that liked going geocaching with us is really <laughs> fun we got into it like the last Aww. week of um college and we like went around our neighborhood like really late at night trying to find one and we actually were standing around like this electrical box for a really long time trying to find one <laughs> but anyway did you find it um we ended up yeah actually we did end up finding it we found that one and we found another one i think we ended up couldn't find one of them for a really long time went away to another one found that one and then went back and then found it again Whoa. or not again but for the, we found it for the first time anyway they use avant-garde gothic bold so that's pretty fun we have groupon groupon uses avant-garde macy's it's like it a is lot. such like nutella font oh yeah like so many yo play love yo play just kidding i don't because that's dairy <laughs> But they all use avant-garde. Yeah. So anyway, so as you can tell, like Emily said, it's very, very much seen in a lot of logos um, in a wide variety from Yoplait to Bloomingdale's to Arby's to your lovely sneakers at Adidas. Mm Mm-hmm. But anyway, so that's a bit about where it's seen, which is yeah, quite it's, large. It's usually, I usually have to dig for like where it's seen, but this is just like mm-hmm. a huge list. I know some might say it is like a little bit overused, and I even read that like Herb kind of said like back in the seventies when it was released that he was like, yeah, like it's kind of like misused and like it is like 
it's becoming a stereotypical 1970s font which mm. i'm like <laughs> a stereotypical font back in the 70s <laughs> um people <laughs> it was the comic sans of the 70s oh man <laughs> no it wasn't it wasn't i feel like, like it's that. not that but no but i'm just like laughing no, because yeah. even designers back then were like it's being overused mm-hmm. <laughs> which Aww. is funny but yeah he kind of he was like yo like yeah you can like cool it (laughs) (laughs) you don't have to use it for everything yeah um because it really like the first like release of it didn't have all these different weights and everything Mm -hmm. so like i think people were kind of using it without like you know considering that maybe a lighter font or a bolder font would have looked good but if you have a well-made font that's kind of like in that sort of zone where it's kind of has a Futura-esque look to it and the fact that it is like, you know, you add it to anything and it kind of makes it look more high class, but um, it's like so versatile. It's like that middle ground where I'm like, it's not like a boring aerial, but it's like, it's got something. It's got some flair. It's got some, it's got some, 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 something. But I mean, honestly, I'm exhausted from Me too. all those just listing all those names all those logos i just feel like i need to see what we do for you guys need a drink or some some um champagne some jazz music too mm-hmm. i just really need to like take a deep breath mm-hmm. and like slow down a little you know i just yeah. was talking and speaking a lot of words and demi demi bolds demi bolds and bolds and i just want to talk about some some good font pairings yeah bring it down what what Mm. what might look good with avant-garde emily um you know because i was kind of thinking maybe like maybe like gotham Mm -hmm. maybe like it's very geometric yeah avant-garde is like that sign kind of sans serif that Mm -hmm. you could pair with a sans serif i feel like we do a lot of like serifs and sans serifs but like this week i was feeling crazy you know all the fans were like, Jess, you always do such a boring and predictable font pairing. And I'm like, stop yelling at me, as Emily always <laughs> says. Stop yelling at me. Yeah. I have a job, three kids. And- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> if one of those may be true. <laughs> but I just, you know, I needed to just come up with a great font pairing. And that's why I brought you gotham and avant-garde you're welcome wow thank you Mm -hmm. i like it me too i agree that's why i said yeah so um i hope if you guys are trying to design some stranger things merch um (laughs) you'll give us a shout out yep also along with your supreme merch yeah from an earlier font that i can't remember Mm -hmm. from futura oh that's right oops embarrassing (laughs) Um, you know, as I'm like looking more into it too, like avant-garde is seen a lot on like, uh, album covers, like Mm -hmm. Leon Bridges, Mm -hmm. album cover, Twin Peaks, title sequence, like, dude, this font is everywhere. And, you know, I feel like we've really opened up something for you guys. You guys have probably never even heard of it before us, which... You're welcome. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've changed your life with this episode. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. feel like I can start talking at a normal 
no, volume no no this no. is it <laughs> everyone's like why are you really talking so they're like turning it up and now no. we're gonna start screaming no, <laughs> just kidding turn it back down <laughs> uh, so i thought we could do one little deconstructive uh, <clears throat> oh man so scary. <laughs> we kind of talked a little bit about um avant-garde oblique which um i think oblique ed designed the oblique part or he designed the condensed part but there is an avant-garde oblique part um and i'm you guys might be thinking but why aren't you calling it italic yeah so true it's like crazy they're like oblique italic aren't they the same thing wrong tomato no not the same thing (laughs) Um, so oblique type is a form of type that slants slightly to the right. So Mm. basically like the type designer literally takes like, let's say an O, a character, and then literally slants it it to the right. Yeah. So it's like nothing much has changed except the slant of the type. Uh. Whereas italic (laughs) type does not use just like a regular thing and then slant it. It uses totally different glyph shapes. Oh. So it's kind of like its own separate type. Interesting. Um, so it's, yeah. So like oblique will just like take the regular type, slant it. Whereas italic is like different. More changes are being made. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even know that. It's crazy. I knew they were different, but I didn't know why. Now you know. Learn something new. The and more that you was know. Type deconstructing. I'm going to say destruction. Destruction. <laughs> Both work. <laughs> yeah. So that was a little bit for you guys. A little tidbit. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So go, go watch Stranger Things because I think they need a lot more press. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. not many people I feel know like about it's not the show. Hyped up. Um, and then when you guys are watching it. This weekend, please look at that um, that title sequence mm-hmm. and then turn to your friends or family that you're watching it with and be like, do you know what type that is? And they'll be like, no. And you'll Stop be like, talking about it. It's avant-garde. <laughs> and they'll be like, shut up. And you'll be like, I know more than you. Yeah. So we mm-hmm. really want you guys to like annoy whoever you're watching this show with and mm-hmm. like um yeah just try to seem like you're better than them yeah, because that's you are mm-hmm. yeah all type lovers are better than all of our typos yeah yeah for sure as all bob right. ross says you're not mistakes you're happy accidents <laughs> you're happy a- <laughs> like a typo <laughs> oh, you know yeah. i get it yeah. i'm a jokester anyway oh, bob. we love you all thanks yeah. for tuning in and oh. Listen next week. Yes. Bye. Also, like us on Instagram or follow us on Instagram and email us. Bye. And- <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>